Welcome back to uh, Crosscheck Chats, folks. This is the third live edition um, that we have now done, and I am joined by David Grant of UK Charity All Stores. If you want to say hello, David. Good evening, everyone. I um, I'm, we've just did it off off the podcast, but uh, you're doing well, David. You good? Yes, not too bad. Um, couple of days downtime, he, he says. Um, <laughs> Which I'm sure some of the questions there I'll explain more, but uh, not running around Ice Arena Wales is nice. Um, it's not it's my my steps on the pedometer don't look as good as they were, but I can live with that. We have a couple of days rest and recuperation, but uh, yeah, apart from that, yeah, I'll, uh, it's not too bad. Thank you, sir. Good mate, good, good, good. Uh, for those of you that know uh, that don't know David, David's been around the game for well a lot longer than I, than I have. I think David one of the first people I knew of within. Uh, UK hockey, thanks to uh, Steel Night Live, I think it was called. Yes. Uh, so that's the throwback. So I guess we'll start there, David. Give us a bit of your past. Give us a bit of uh, who you are and how long oh. you've been into the game and stuff. So, if I'd have known that, I'd have tried to uh, make some notes. Uh, <laughs> a fan since 99. Um, became, it was just something I went with friends from school. Then I dragged my, my father down, who then dragged my mother down. And it became a family thing when we then became my granddad came down, so there was like three generations, and we'd go all around uh, the UK watching it. Um, got involved with uh, Steel Not Live, he's mentioned it was uh, one of the first sort of online commentaries, which I'm not gonna lie, were poor, but it was one of the first ones you had in the UK, and it gave uh, fans who couldn't get to Sheffield a chance to hear um, how their team. Was going and all Sheffield fans who couldn't make the game. It was it gave them the opportunity to to hear how it was going in a live audience. And we had um, one of the the commentators is now the uh, the, the the main guy on Steelers TV, Jonathan Finley. Um He was one of the commentators with me, so um, I'm going to say that that gave him his uh, his, his step into the uh, the limelight, as it were. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we did that for a couple of years. A um, couple of good memories. Uh, there's one that's doing the rounds where I. I Got a little bit excited though. I think it was Derek Campbell goal against Coventry, which gave us a point that led to an overtime winner that gave us a chance to win the title. Um, kind of the old school Jonathan Pierce style screaming. Um, I got well, I think there were two or three because it was kind of it was really interactive at the time, and where people talk is so build like the the, the, the quiet gaps and people saying complain about the um, the mic the speakers busting. That's how daft it were. So um, so we did that for a couple of years. Uh, then before. Uh, the Steelers did their um, their webcast, which you know visually is a lot better than just audio. Um, so done that, um, and then one one phone call in two thousand and seven led to this event, which we thought was going to be a year, maybe two, and fourteen years down the line, still going strong. Unreal, mate. Unreal. That's essentially the the reason that we're here to chat again. For for the most part today is obviously we're going to stick around and talk about all stars and stuff. Um, but I know most people are here to tune into that, so I'm going to make you guys wait a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk to Dave a little bit first about ball hockey, actually. Um, uh, don't, those of you that don't know, uh, Crosscheck Clothing, we supply the Sheffield Knights, which is Dave's team, with their on-rink materials and a few off-rink materials also. Um, they've been going for quite some time. Um, do you want to give us a bit of a bit of backstory on the Knights, Dave? Yeah, so it was originally we was originally called the Sheffield Storm, uh, 2010, 2011. 
I remember the days, the purple kit. Yeah, purple kit, the um, wonderful purple kit, Um, (laughs) which we'll not mention because it was a different supplier, Um, so we'll (laughs) we'll be nice in that respect. Um, And then we, I think it was 2014, we changed to the Knights, Um, and our first games was actually in Germany, in Heilbronn, went went out to Heilbronn for a a tournament, which ended up playing against the the Swiss national side, which that was an experience. when you when you're only seeing the ball when it rolls out the net, yeah, that that was uh, the experience. So we did that. I think it was 2014. I think we just about turned 30. So yeah, we'll be back then. And then we've, we've been going on since, um, representing the club at the different tournaments in in leagues um, in the Central Conference. Um, we have two teams, and it's a, a club that is welcome to all. Uh, it's male and female. So it's a co-ed uh, hockey club. Um, we're just having some downtime because the the rink that we're training at is having its roof repaired, which is timed very nicely with the All Stars. Um, so 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 soon we'll be back training for the new season. Happy days. Uh, the night. So the, have you noticed? Obviously, that uh, I've noticed a little bit in the nights, especially obviously growing in in number. But ball hockey in general, I've noticed over the past couple of years has become uh, a little more popular than when obviously the Storm were around. Like when this. When the Sheffield Storm obviously first came to fruition, it was quite the uh, the niche kind of market, the niche kind of sport with like a minority sport within a minority sport. But now it seems to be a, almost like a gateway for people who want to try playing as well, I think. No, absolutely. And that's how we sold it. And we, we still do sell it. It's kind of if you want to try the sport, it's a, a cheaper way of doing it because as the people listening, or those who listen when it goes over to Spotify, ice hockey is not a cheap sport. Um, whether you're a forward defender or even as a goalie, it, it's not cheap. So to to start it, it, it you've got to kind of hope to get some like secondhand kit. Um, even now, many goalies will go secondhand um, just because of the cost of everything. Never mind before all prices went up uh, post pandemic. So when the storm started, it was very niche. There was only a few teams. Now you have a, a number of teams, um, and all the teams are trying to be their own entity, make their own thing, and. And you get growing the game. You know, you now have uh, a number of women-only teams. Uh, junior sections um, is starting to very slowly. Um, something that, that I, my own opinion, I'm not speaking as, as the, for the club. I'm speaking for myself. Something that could be done better as a, as a nationwide organisation. But I appreciate that there's a, it's not just one thing that they look after. But you're seeing a lot more um, of juniors, women's. I mean, we have the World Championships recently yeah. um, in Canada and. Um, was, I think it was Laval, Quebec. The women's team did really well, outstanding. And, and against you know, you're talking the Czechs um, and teams like that who play it all the time. It's their, you know, one of their national sports. Um, and you know, as, as an entity now, it's it is getting better. Um, and all being well over the next five ten years, a lot more working together with all teams um, and everybody, uh, and we can make it even better. Uh, and and have something where, you know, you have the Knights, you have the Steelers, um, the Wolves, the the Vikings, the Stars, um, the other clubs in in and around the, the UK are able to help and produce players for the senior men, senior women's, the junior teams, the women's teams, um, and all being well, you know, with some good collaboration between everybody, you'll see a, a better sort of treadmill of, of of players getting involved in the sport at, at that level. Never mind domestically yeah and that's what it's about you know it's for me especially like 
when I first started coming to watch, I came down with my pal and obviously Joe, uh, he played and I came down just to kind of be around yeah. it and whatnot. And, uh, you can see, you can see the absolute like change that's a, you know, gone through probably we're talking longer than 10 years now, I think, or about 10 years or so. Rough, rough for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can see the growth there and it is there. And I think it's also like, for me, I think the biggest, the bit, not the biggest, but one of the biggest things that I've noticed is like how ice hockey fans have kind of taken to it. And ice hockey players to some extent, I know, uh, Dowdy and Jono's kids play, don't they play for the Steelers juniors, don't they at the moment, or at least uh, training uh, yes, or whatever. They do. Yeah. Um, anyway, I... you've got gone. Oh, as you say, I know that, um, and they they enjoy it. Um, so it gives them that love of the game. That's not just because the father plays. Um, yeah. Which you know, some kids of, of parents who play for whatever the league team in the UK. Um, so it gives them something else. And um, and also just say, I think it were the last Olympics. Um, was over the last one or the one before where Team Canada, their first two or three days of training camp, they used, they would play ball hockey. I think yep. it was not the last one, the one before, because they had the NHL stars. So you had Sidney Crosby and, um, and co playing ball hockey. And it's their nuts. coaching staff recognised that that's just to get the, the players going, get the legs going, but using ball hockey to get this team of stars ready for the uh, the next Olympics. I love so I love the, the transition between the two. Like, you know, you, you're not just learning, like, you know, being around sport or whatever, but, you know, there's some of the, like, drills and stuff that you can do that do kind of you know, crossover and whatnot. It's not just a, a fully different thing. Like there is a lot of crossover, which I think a lot of people kind of don't don't realise on. But when they say like ball hockey, you just go, oh, it's field hockey. Well, no, it is something different. And you know, I think it has a lot of you know transition that you can take across with you. Oh, absolutely. And you know, when you when you put in sessions together, and you you kind of look at stuff and you go, does that work? And that work? And actually, when you look at ice hockey drills. You tend to like nine out of ten of them because yeah, they're very working ball. So there's, there's a humongous amount of transition from ball to ice. Um, I don't think even now uh, many people recognise or understand. Yeah, I think it's I think it's coming. I think the with the sport growing and with more people kind of paying attention to it, and you know certain like clubs and whatnot getting involved. It's all I think there's there's eyes to it, and I think you know. It might see might see some spike sometime soon. And like you say, for me for me it was all about like the cost and stuff. So like me and Pete always joke about like, oh, I'd be awesome if we could play hockey or whatever, then we'd have a better, like a more appreciative kind of stance towards like players and stuff or whatever. But like Pete can't skate, he's never been on ice and I can't I can't skate back. I can skate forwards absolutely fine and whatever, but I can't go backwards or anything like that. And I quite like the idea of being a D man. So skating backwards is quite an important uh, part of that, I guess. So, like, we always said, oh, we could train ball. Why don't we do ball hockey? And then, obviously, like, time and whatnot and things kind of get in the way. But ball has always been there, and I think uh, it's a good little gateway. I mean, I, I, we was, I was talking to my missus quite recently, and uh, our, our young one, he's, he's three, nearly four, so he's talking, like, you know, he's he's getting into his sport. He's seen us watching hockey, and he's seen <coughs> me watching football and stuff, and she's like, you know, let's get, let's get him doing hockey. And I'm like, ah, oh, but football's cheaper. But then, obviously, the gateway to that would be, why not get him trying out like ball hockey and stuff if that's what he wants to kind of do? And I think that's going to be the 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 kicker is if you can all kind of if all the clubs can work together and get that junior side of stuff working because obviously as we, as as any as any sport goes and especially as we know in in UK ice hockey especially the kids are where it's at you've got to get the kids involved and then that's how you're going to grow really. 
Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's starting. It's slowly starting, but at least yeah. it's starting. That's the main thing. It's uh, So hopefully in the next you know, two or three years, you see you know, better direction to get Definitely. more teams to encourage them to have their own programs. So you don't, you, I think you've got three or four teams that have programs. Ideally, you, you want double that least. You know, guy, you know, guys like me aren't going to be around all the time. You know, now I'm slowly getting into the veteran side of things. It's that, uh, yeah, who's who's taking, who's the next batch of people get involved? So, you know, hopefully we'll see that. Definitely, definitely. And uh, speaking of veterans, and that's a nice little segue. Um, I was speaking to um, Gilday at the weekend, and obviously he's retired from All Star Weekend now. That was his final game. Um, and my first question to him was, "What if there's a veterans team, Matt? What if there's a vet- <laughs> what if they put a veterans team together? You're coming back." Um, so I guess it leads me into All Stars a little bit. Um, so I, for those of you that don't know about All Stars, uh, I'll let David tell you a little bit more. But from my stance at the moment, All Stars is one of the for me anyway. And for Pete especially, and you know, for us at Crosscheck Clothing, it's a premier weekend on the UK hockey calendar. We, uh, it's one of the the stalls that we enjoy doing the most. It's one of the most kind of once it gets to the end, once we get to the weekend, it gets to one of the most satisfying projects that we have. Being able to see everyone looking awesome on the ice, and it's amazing. It's an amazing chance to raise an absolute shed ton of cash um, for some amazing charity. It was. Um, you know, uh, I think it was eight charities before every year, but now obviously be with the Barbarians as 20 plus, I believe now. So, yeah, it's in um, the 20 plus region, yeah. Nuts, it's nuts. So, yeah, go on, David. I'll let you uh, explain a little bit to the people about like All Stars and what it is, like from your side of stuff. Essentially, the All Star weekend is a hockey tournament with eight teams. Um, 17 team, 17 players a team, round robin. Uh, so everyone gets to play each other, and then the last game is a medal game, so 1v2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. That's in essence what it is, and that's yeah. what we thought we'd be doing. Never know why the streams would, myself or, or Gareth at the very beginning, and, and, and Garrett and James um, further down the line, and others who have helped us um, in the years, ever thought that it would become that weekend where everyone circles the calendars. That's the weekend. You know, you see... Three, four hundred people coming along to watch, and you're like, from my perspective personally, I'm like, I can just about skate, like you just said earlier, I can just about make a save as a goalie. And you're coming <laughs> down to watch me, it's like it's bonkers. Um, and okay, it's the opportunity to watch a bit of hockey in the summer, but it's just become that, that crazy weekend where it, it's not just the 134 players who you know circle the diaries. So many of the people who don't play um, do the same thing. Even we had a number from Ireland, from Northern Ireland, sorry, fly over just to watch. They've got friends who are playing, but still, they come over to watch. We had a number from Scotland come down um, for the same thing. And it's it's a weekend which has become, it takes it does take a long, you know, eight, ten months of, of planning, maybe a bit more. Um, but it's become the weekend which is just such... You see people have memories that they'll take away. I mean, I have a shed load of memories for over the years, but when people go away, um, you know, I'll just drop one group of people, Kev and, and uh, his daughter, Lodgson, and he's the first time he ever played. He was on the, the prostate cancer team. Finn's had the chance to play hockey with his daughter, and he's just going to go in and go, do you know what? You know, done. I'm not going to beat that. 
and everyone has that chance to have that memory to to build their memories over the years and and it's why people come back whether you're a player or you're a fan um year after year and you know we're grateful for it because the weekend doesn't last without the participation um but allowing it gives the people i mean so, you know you get the chance to skate on the same ice at the same time as in, when you're in cardiff as a guy who's in the rafters because steve mariah plays that blows my mind every year by the way on, on, i'm like i made I, I think i made a save with him 2019 i made i'll save it then when you realize it's off him it's like I won't say the, the, the exact words I said because um, I don't you know, <laughs> on the recording, but you're like, wow, that's just happened. Off a guy whose who's number's in the rafters. It and is people wild. Are like, you know, you want to, you know, just to say, I've scared on the zone. Oh, he's, he's done me over, but it was Steve Mariah. It's that type of thing that everyone has that chance and gets the opportunity to get their memories. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's worth it. Worth it every year. And, and this year was. Uh, no exception. I uh, the Steve Mariah stuff. It still it blows my honestly. It fully blows my mind every year. Yeah, even though I know he's there every year. Every time it comes through on order forms, so that jerseys on. Oh fucking hell! This is nuts. Like <laughs> it's just like you know. And I think especially some of the like say the new fans or whatever people who are kind of you know maybe it's three only three or four years into their UK ice hockey kind of journey might not even know who he is. And then you see him score a goal at All Star Weekend, and me and Peter are like, "This is fucking awesome!" And someone might go, "Why is it so? Why is it so special?" And you're like, then you get the privilege of explaining who that man actually is. Like, just, just go, just go inside and look up. That's all you've got to do. Like, <laughs> the conversations that I heard from that team of goes, "Oh, can we change the lines?" And and, and it was like, "Why? I, I want to be online on line two. Why? Why? You know, why do you want to drop up? That I want to play on that same line. I want to say I've played on the same line as Steve Mariah. <laughs> it's that type of thing. I mean. A few years back, we had Ian Cooper. For those yeah. who have been fans even longer, the Cooper brothers. Um, and it's just, it's, again, it's just that same thing of you, you drive home or you're in a, a minibus or you're in a, a flight home and you're just like, I've done, I've played hockey with that guy. What the hell? It is uh, cool. Again, it just gives that chance for people to make memories. And uh, you see the smiley faces, you see the stuff on social media afterwards. And it's tiring. Um, but it's absolutely worth it, one hundred percent. It's um, it's really become, especially like I said, from the crosscheck side of things, it's become one of the one of, if not the, it's probably the second. I won't straight up lie. The first one is playoff weekend we look for, but then it's always the the next thing we look right. All Stars weekend, then right, cool. Let's uh, let's get some kind of like plans together and stuff. And you know, it's 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 almost become that quite a lot. Like to this this weekend that's just gone. We sat in the stands for the the last couple of games, obviously after we'd packed up, and I just didn't for a minute. I just didn't realise just how many people had actually come down. Like, because obviously when you're in the bar and everyone's kind of passes through, you don't really like counting or whatever. But then as soon as we went to go and have a look and went to sit down and stuff, it, it, you got more more people watching than quite a few uh, NIHL teams could get this this time of year, and uh, um, it's nuts. Yes, I mean. <sighs> Gareth, Garrett, and James will say the same. You kind of, when you're not running around making sure like you guys are okay, the, the charity stalls okay. And we have that, you know, it's a couple of minutes to yourself and you just walk around and you just, you just allow it to soak and you just go, wow, just what, you, you know, I mean, this year in particular, you know, normally Sunday drops off on Saturday, but you just walk around and you're like, well, what are these numbers? What are you doing here watching me? What are you doing watching Garrett? What are you doing watching some of the other teams? What, why? And it is crazy. It's you know, 
it's a huge amount of gratitude for that. And you just you sometimes you don't appreciate the exact numbers until you know you go for wander around ice arena Wales and it's just like crazy, just absolutely crazy. It's, it's lovely to see the growth. It's lovely to see the growth again. Like, it's like I think our first game on the Sunday, and I'm looking to one side, one in there, and I'm like, this looks a bit full. This is not because, like I say, and it's still respect to people. They mainly come on the Saturday, but you're like, it's some, some that's some good numbers on a Sunday. Oh, wow, this is good. I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll make you look even better if I can. You know, you, you kind of just you know build yourself up, but you know some because some, there'll be players who who don't play. You know, there's some guys who get NIHL experience. Um, I know there's one guy that friends the the, the brand Yannick Vertinen who, who plays for Bristol. So he'll have a, you know he, the likes of him gets opportunities to play in front of a good number. But there's like you know some of the line two line three guys on all the teams never get the chance to play in front of four or five hundred people. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like wow. It's absolutely crazy, and, and like I said, you know, we, we're just you know forever grateful for people continuing to come along. Whether it's the first weekend of a X number of weekends, but you know, to, to come and watch us play it's, and help us raise money, it's bonkers. But it's a gratifying thing that you know we're just so grateful for. Absolutely, and uh, I'll use Jan as a bit of a segue, really, because that's one of the questions I've got for All Stars. Is uh, so obviously when people see you know like yourself, for example, recreational player. Facing off, uh, you know, staring down the eyes of Jan Vatanen, who's playing, you know, who's played like most of his life, comes from Finland's played an AHL over here and whatnot. Like, how does that? How does that occur? Like, how does Jan apply? Does Jan just apply like a, as, as a regular dude? And then, how do you decide kind of how the lines sit and that kind of stuff? How do you make it fair? Because obviously, we've been for charity. People are expecting a more of a, a fair thing. Obviously, you can't be throwing out guys who can barely skate against someone like Jan, for example. So I'll give them. Um... A, a rough kind of how it runs shortly, but in terms of Yanni and, and guys like him, they'll see who's on the ice, and if they can compete with them, they'll go at full tilt. And I'll say this, you know, with huge respect to the likes of Yanni and others, if they see guys that they can't, they'll hold back, so they don't take the mick um, in that respect. And we've seen, I mean, like 2019, there was some really good battles. I mean, I mean, thankfully, I went in net for we scored once against British Art Foundation. I know like he just found the smallest gap on you know um, top right of the net, and the whole bench were like, "How has he just done that?" <laughs> I felt sorry for the other goal; it was Richard Cartwright, but he just found the <laughs> smallest gap. But he was battling against our, our our first line, who he could compete with. So it was you know, and he, he respected that level. Um, so you know, like, and there's another guy, Eddie Smith, does exactly the same. So you know, and it, it's, it buys into the weekend. So how we we sort of line it up is we have a line one, line two, line three. Uh, line one, if you've played uh, a very, very good rec level or you've played league hockey, you're there. Second line is the rest of the rec hockey. And, and line three is of those who can't skate, that give it one hell of a go. Um, and we make sure that each team has um, a respectable amount of players of each line depend upon who registers for what charity because some people want to play for British Heart Foundation, some people want to play for Breast Cancer Now, some people want to play for mine. So we, we get all the registrations, we go for it, myself and Garen, um, because that's the bit that we look after, uh, and we make sure that all the teams are as even as possible at that point. Um, you find when teams are announced in you know, October, November aren't necessarily the same teams in July, you try and keep it as even as possible. This year was very difficult because 
when we, when we confirmed that the event was going ahead, the amount of because people had events on and life gets in the way. It was it was crazy sometimes. You're like, I was on the phone to a couple of captains, like you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I can't find a player that to match that line sometimes. So you're like looking around and making sure and working with the captains to, in this respect this year to keep it as even as possible, so that when you come to the weekend. You make sure that your for the forwards example, your best three forwards are on the line one. The second, the second set of three is line two. The rest go on line three. So it's as e- you know as even as respectful as possible. Uh, and we do that at the beginning. So then we get the captains to to greenlight it. The rest of the committee greenlight the teams, uh, and then we we announce them, um, and then we let them loose on the fundraising activities. Definitely. I like it. I like, to be honest, me and me and Pete spoke about it a little bit on the way back. Like, obviously, you know, two two years in a row, Mind have took it, and you know, it'd be easy for anyone who stood in the stands to say, like, well, that's because Mind have got a couple of well-known couple of NIHL guys or whatever. But <clears throat> but you know, I think there's a there's a few bits and bobs that go into it. But like, we were talking about how um, like a draft system potentially wouldn't work because obviously, like. You know, a lot of you guys and girls that are on BHF, you want to represent BHF because of what it means to you. So there's no use you getting drafted elsewhere. And then, you know, you, you know, you probably wouldn't feel, yeah, you're still raising money and stuff, but you wouldn't have that same, you know, connection to the team or whatever. And, you know, I think the way that you guys do it is probably like just the best possible way, really. And when um, we put it in the reservation, we, we give them the, cha- the choice of who they want to represent. We give them three choices because not every time their first choice um, yeah. they're able to go on. Um, there's another tournament that's taking place in Sheffield, which is draft one, where they're just te- and I'm saying this, you know, not disrespectful. There's just teams you can draft them. And that works works very well in that that tournament. Um, but this one, it's you know, with it being fundraising, it's fundraised for specific charities, including the Barbarians. Yeah. You don't want a guy who's passionate because of life experience with. Uh, let's say prostate cancer, for example, being put on Health for Heroes. And I'm not saying I disrespect to Health for Heroes, because I'll be a lot of people with the same thing. You, you want to make sure as much as possible people will be able to be comfortable in fundraising for that charity. Now, sometimes, like this year, I said we had so many dropouts that we've said, look, I appreciate your three options. We can't put you on. We have another option. Would you like to still take part? And are you able to fundraise? And this year, frankly, I think it was about three or four. And they raised a fair few pennies for the charities. So it is that link to want to do it because that charity means something to that player. And they want to do give something back to that cause. Absolutely. I think that's, again, it's something that makes All-Stars that more relatable. You know, it's all the charities that are represented at the moment, plus all now the Barbarians charities as well. Is all you know. You you're always going to come across someone who's probably affected by something like breast cancer, prostate cancer, anything to do with heart issues, anything to do with mental health. Like these charities aren't just like random ones picked out of a hat. These are things that people really go through, and they really deserve, you know, the time and and the fundraising and the efforts that people put in. Uh, I think that's again, it's another reason that people really affiliate with All Stars and really want to kind of come and support us because they feel very. You know, there's a personal connection there, and I think, you know, you see it in the players. You see what it means to some of them to come and represent. I know on, the, you know, again for the help for heroes side this year, there was a guy down there. You know, represent. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm not clued up on like the the army, the navy, the RAF, anything like that. But I believe it was his like 
his squaddy number or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, had it as his name, and I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, he's like, I just want that as my name rather than as my number. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Like, that's awesome. And, you know, we, we sold a few jerseys very similar to that where people would want to put so, something special on it. Or, you know, everyone on the, the Breast Cancer Now team this year all represented a little bit extra for Bakes' mum. And, you know, things like that are like, you know, that's why I think that's why people appreciate All Stars for what it is, is because it's so personal. It's not just names on a screen, you know, asking for money or whatever. It's people, you know, and it that's is. what it's and about. Also, it also, it kind of, it's it's representing that charity, but also giving that charity that recognition. It's awareness. I mean, not, obviously we struggled this year, um, but you'll have seen before, uh, Ryan, where we've had the, the charity village in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, when we've had yeah, the yeah. Sheffield down the top of the Concord, Concourse even, <clears throat> my apologies, we have all the charities there. And, it, you know, the players come up to their respective tables and and you they get to hear the volunteers' stories and the volunteers get to hear their stories. And it becomes that awareness of what it's about. So if the fan that comes off, off the streets to watch the event and you're seeing all this and then you, you kind of ask the questions and, and the amount of times you've, you've kind of been talking to someone who's been and they've all said, you know, that, that, that charity village, it was amazing. And just, but just the stories you hear. And it's the stories that makes the awareness that that's why you know, the players go to the lengths of fundraising that they do. Um, example, Adam Clark with his, with his tuk-tuk and he's, Fucking in a tuk tuk. Don't think he ever mentioned it to me. He's not mentioned it, but you know what? (laughs) Fair play to him. Um, Oh, yeah, he smashed it. I'll be honest with you. He he puts out ideas, and I'm like, I question his sanity. (laughs) I I question it badly. But every year he he pushes that question because he pushes the boundaries. And like this year, he wrote a tuk tuk in in a European, I think it was a race of some description, but to raise awareness for, for mind and mental health. Um, and you see the players that do stuff, some of the things like um, bonus balls, balky tournaments, inline tournaments, um, wing walks or parachute jumps and, and stuff like that to kind of give that awareness to their respective cause. And you're just like, yeah, it's a word we want to use, but just wow, it's like you will go that far to help your cause. It's not just pay your entry, turn up, try and score goals, have a good time, go home. It's more than that. and. You know, you'll see it next year, and it just gets crazy and crazy. But you, you just tip your cap to these these guys and girls who go to the respective, you know, lengths to raise money for their cause. Mate, some of the things that people do absolutely blow me away. You know, there was the guy that did all the walking and running barefoot, and like uh, Paul Wright on the Barbarians, he did a, a, I think he did a full marathon in full hockey kit and stuff. I was like, yeah, something I, like that. Yeah. I, I, I can't even run 5k in normal, like, running attire. Never mind doing a full fucking marathon in a hockey kit. Uh, like, I mean, I'm in the same boat as that, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, I just can't fathom some of the things that people do. And, you know, like you said, big shout out to Clarky for doing his tuk tuk. You know, I speak to Clarky every year when we get to the event, and he always seems to be, like, absolutely rushed off his feet doing something. Always, you know, he's one of the busiest people I've ever met. But then all of a sudden, he's like, yep, I'm going to drive this tuk tuk this many miles and I, I do like you say i question his sanity but i cannot i cannot fault the man's commitment to the cause no, i cannot i mean you saw the updates this year 
And then yep. they, had, they had many issues, uh, sadly, with, with the Tuck Tuck in terms of breaking down and whatnot. And, you know, being able to get the help that from different people in different countries. Um, <laughs> and you're just like, you know what? Most people actually would probably give up. Absolutely. And you, and you kind of go, you know what? Fair enough. You know, if, if things are going that peak tong, you just go, you know, we give it our best shot. So there's a different deal about him, uh, truth be told. And it's one that's helped him raise. A uh, fair few pennies for his cause, so you, you kind of just go, Do you know what? You're crazy, but you tip your cap. Yeah, your you, you, you tip your cap to the fundraising efforts. Absolutely. You, you've got to. You've got to. And, uh, you know, I think it's always nice as well. You know, I think I'm going to try and get Garrett in here. Garrett's GW, right? I'm assuming so. It's the only person I know with those initials. Wouldn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to invite him to speak. But basically, I'm going to invite Garrett to speak, if you will, because uh, I'm always interested to hear, you know, stories on directly how the fundraising from each team would would help um certain people and if garrett would answer he, sure if it's can... garrett, he's got a, a few great stories absolutely uh, yes. hopefully he can join us i have invited him we shall see but yeah it's nice because like you know it's all well and good donating money but i think you know some of the easier some of the uh the stories that you can hear afterwards of how that money has benefited people and how you've personally changed someone's you know, life in some kind of way, or giving them some sort of experience. It's um, it's unreal. <laughs> there he is. How are you doing, mate? I think I think he's there, Mister Walters. Oh no, he's dropped. <laughs> um, but yeah. So just to kind of speak, I can't really speak on Garrett's behalf massively. I don't, you know, I don't know enough of what what he actually. Oh, in fact, hang on, have I now got a request? Here he is. He might to speak. Let's have it. Cool. Try again. Sorry, a bit of issue again on there. There he is. How you doing, bud? Right. Maybe a bit loud here, so uh, just heads up. Ah, no problem, brother. No problem. Um, I've invited John basically just so that people can hear uh, just a little bit about what, you know, specifically for yourself, dreams come true. Um, about how the charities are helping people, like directly, like what what have you done? Like obviously, I see the McLeans are in here earlier and whatnot. Um, just give us like a cool little background, basically on on you know direct impact that you guys have had through All Stars. Yeah, so Dreams yourself, um, a charity that helps kids with life limited uh, life limited illnesses um, create mem- memories from not just the kids themselves, but lasting memories for family to have. So obviously it's a pretty rough time when you're going through this sort of uh, stage of life. Um, so 2018, um, obviously I'm living in Belfast, uh, from, moved from Cardiff and stuff, and then we met McLean's via Joel Neal, and then a couple of conversations later, we obviously explained the situation with Ethan, and we actually um, granted him a, a wish, or a dream as we call it. So um, we got a week in Atlanta Gladiators in the East Coast and then they actually paid for him to go to Nashville Predators so we got two days or so um, spent some time with PK Subban and a few of the other players and we ended up coming home with um, a couple of boxes of merchandise which they didn't have to do but obviously they wanted to help him as such and then it, a bit, something crazy happened after that basically ESPN Picked up on the story of Ethan and the family, and then a sponsor of the Washington Capitals 
actually got involved and invited the whole family to go to watch a Caps game. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. So there was that, and then our next child, 2019, uh, Frank, he's, uh, he was leukemia, so he couldn't travel at all for three years due to the treatment he was getting. And now his treatment's done, but he still can't travel. So the family's uh, had a dream uh, recently there. And then, so this one now, this year's we didn't finalize it in time for the weekend, but we've actually got an adaption happening at home um, over in Newcastle and County Down. So basically, Charles was in a hit and run years ago and just trying to help a family out with a house and stuff because obviously the costs are a lot for adaptive housing. So yeah, um, we obviously what we do is nothing compared to what the families put up with and have to deal with every day. So that's playing the spot we love is um, is the easy part to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, we were we were just speaking about like how you know it must bring such a an immense sense of of like pride and an immense sense of you know satisfaction to know that you are helping these people who absolutely deserve the help that you give them. You know, Definitely. it makes it. You know, it makes events like All Stars. You know, you you see it on a, on a on a personal level, like you know, with the people that you meet and stuff. You know, it must be nice to see that. You know, the outcome really. It's not just an. It's just not just a number on a screen. It's you know, it's it's got a reality to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even having even uh, Ethan actually presenting the medals and the cup to us um, on Sunday was a. It was a pretty choke-up moment, to be honest. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's obviously things are getting not great for him. And then the, obviously, from the updates from his parents and stuff, it's just not... It's just, I don't know, it's a tough one. It really is tough. It is tough. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. And, you know, we've, especially, like, knowing Ethan for the past couple of years that we have, we've developed a, a little relationship with the McLeans and... You know, it was lovely to see him come out on the ice, actually. I spoke to him a little bit this weekend, and then I spoke to Eva, and she said, you you guys are coming on the ice. And obviously, it's always nice to have a little joke and, around and stuff with him. And it's nice, to, you know what, to speak to him and just kind of, like I said, meet people on a, on a personal level, really. And, you know, just kind of try and appreciate what they're going through and, you know, see where kind of you can pull your socks up, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, it can be tough at times to differentiate from being on the committee to a captain as well um so obviously the two sides yeah, i see yeah. both sides of the whole thing so it's fun but it's honestly it's so worth it um ah. if honestly if anyone listening and you thinks they just want to get away for feeling a bit down and stuff they want a bit of time to try and i don't know rejuvenate themselves and put a smile back in their faces um honestly recommend coming to the weekend one Absolutely. of our goalies uh, one of our goalies, Gemma, she plays three teams senior as well as the inline stuff. So she got to a point this season where she thought, why am I still playing this? So she's 26 and she thought she was almost done. So, um, yeah, and then she realized why she plays. So it's not, it's not just the whole case of, yeah, it'd be nice to win a cup and stuff, but uh, it just putting smiles on people's faces and even the players themselves. Is, uh, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, that's where it's. That's definitely where it's about. But uh, I'll thank you, G. Then I'll thank you for coming along, mate. I'll let you get back to the uh, get back to the sports, and uh, no I'll problem. carry on with David. But but thank you for coming on, mate. No problem. And I'll catch you soon.
So yes, uh, I'll I'll pull the I'll pull the mood up a little bit. Obviously, you know everything to do with Ethan and whatnot is a is a sensitive subject, especially for those that know him personally and whatnot. So I'll pull it up a little bit. Uh, speaking of captains, committee members, and whatnot, David, you are a a QC, I believe. Yes, I am. <laughs> we um, at Crosscheck we found that out firsthand this year. Um, you know, we for, do you know do you know what's nuts actually about the QC stuff, right? Is for ages, absolute fucking ages, right? You guys have been doing this, and every year we print the jerseys and we're like, "What's all this? I don't get it. Why is there extra letters? What's going on?" <laughs> and then hilariously, we were talking about it on the way down this year, and I went, "Oh, it's like a court thing because they do like a court." And people like what? And I explained it to him, like, "Yeah, yeah, they do it behind scenes for like little forfeits and stuff, like people have like." You know, drop the colours, or they've done something to like, you know, be be like, there's a beer wench, and also, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and people are like, all oh, right, I didn't know they did that, and then obviously, <laughs> set up on the first day, and we uh, we were served. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna ask the question: Did you read that summons properly? Yeah, I, I've noticed the spelling errors in there. Yes, we did that. I read, we did. We had two sets, so it's like we decided on the night before. Like, do you know what? Let's 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 play along with it. Even the one that's spelled incorrectly for the reason why you were supposed to cut. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's something we've done for a few years. Uh, there's actually one of them uh, that's on YouTube. Um, I'll send you the link so you can share it. But it's basically, it was a guy who the night before, so Saturday night's fancy dress. And every team has their own themes, et cetera, et cetera. And we had um, judges and villains. And one of the players, uh, Dan Wright, uh, dressed as Adamant. And, yeah. and he was brought to court. Um, the judge being a, a six foot eight, I believe, uh, ex Navy um, guy called Ashley Wiltshire, who's his 40th birthday today. So a shout out to him for that. Um, birthday, mate. And he couldn't make it this year because he's just had back surgery. Um, and his recovery wouldn't allow him to be in a stationary position for a long period from uh, the South Coast to Cardiff. Um, but uh, it's something that he just lightens the mood. Um, and we was like, we we so I'll, I'll say the scenario, but I'll, I'll to the big up to you guys. Um, the British Art Foundation and other teams have little things that makes their jerseys unique and everything. Um, and we have um, over the years different ways and how we did it, but we have names of those who've um, suffered from, we've lost due to or survived heart disease. And we noticed you you guys put out a cracking tweet about the different nuances of the shirts on the Sunday, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I spotted one. And I, I will say, I messaged you saying, is, is that meant to me? Um, and unbeknownst was as unbeknownst to me at the time of the second one. So but by, so that was Sunday before, before the weekend. By the weekend, you, you guys had really turned it around. Um, and kudos to you guys and you yourself. Because I know when I'm waking up Monday from a message through at half six, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what on the earth is he doing at this time of morning? Um, and I, I couldn't, you know, I say for the whole team, couldn't be more grateful that that was done. Um, so we saw that and we were like, do you know what? Because at first it, it was a few upset comments, but we're kind of like, do you know what? The guys have done this, they've, they've smashed it out of the park, they've really recovered it. Let's have some fun with it so that you guys, as in Crosscheck, know that we don't, we know it was a mistake and we kind of ensure it's done in a humorous way. So we've got the court system on the go and um, it's, it's a kangaroo court, as you know now. 
unbeknown to, to me that uh, fellow QC Gilday uh, got the whole bar um, to just shut up and listen. We're just going to do a little area by your desk. Uh, no, we've got the whole area done. Um, I'm not going to lie, it was hilarious walking from the dressing room where the, the fancy dress court robes were. And I was like, what's this? What's this? One of the photographers was like, I've got to take a photo. I'm like, no, just go upstairs. Five minutes, you'll get all the photos. Um, <laughs> and we'd say, we knew the punishment. Um, and fair play to you for that, because I've had that before. So basically, the punishment was Ryan to drink uh, a couple of shots of, of Unicum, which is a. Um, a shot of some description you get in Central Europe and it is awful. It is the worst shot you'll drink. Um, <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> it's awful. We had, me, me and Gref had it in Budapest and we're just like, no, we're never going. And there's one guy in the group who's like, oh, it's amazing. We're like, no. You, you, you know, this is before COVID. I think, you know, you think now you go, COVID's really messed up your taste of t- smell and taste because that's awful, smell and taste. Mate, that was that awful. That could have cured COVID. Well, it could have cured COVID. I'm not going to lie. It's, <laughs> it is awful. Um, but, so we do it within the team. Uh, you mentioned the beer wench and, and a, a, a beautiful garment done by um, uh, QC Gildy's wife, Deborah. Um, Lawrence had to wear it and uh, ensure that the team was hydrated. Um, but it's just the little things that teams do and, you know, wearing hats for the Joker. Uh, we have one. Um, we'll, we'll call it the Joker hat. Um, not his proper title. And other teams <laughs> do it and it's that little fun element of it. Um, and that I'm not gonna lie, that I, I laughed. I'm, I'm trying to be as serious as possible, but I was like, in terms of just howling with laughter, how it was just going. Um, and, and fair play, your guys, because we was like, I was like, when are you gonna do give him the letter? And we're like, we'll get it now. Hey, that like, letter, that letter struck me with the biggest, most fucking awful anxiety all week. And I'm like, what the fuck are like, gonna do? Let me know when you get because I want to see the faces, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's just, you know, it's, it's the little things that we mentioned previously. It makes each team, it's the uniqueness to that team. And yeah. as much as other teams have started to do it, and do you know what, guys, if you're listening and you're doing it next year, crack on, get it done, because it adds that element of humour, that fun. We say as a committee, for the months of fundraising, you work hard. The weekend, you play hard. And if that's Absolutely. part of playing hard, Go for it. And we, we all said on, on the BHF team, because we're the first one to do it. Not, this is not to say it's in a bragging respect, but you know, if other teams do it, make it your own. Go for it. You know, if, if all the teams have their own system of, of dropping the colours, I mean, that's the biggest crime going. I mean, help for heroes. Um, I watched a man get waxed for that this weekend. Oh, that... Weren't good I, fun I, for him at all. I felt for him. Um, <laughs> but he just heard some of the girls, and he says, oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. I'm like, you're just enjoying the pain, aren't you? <laughs> And straight, no, they weren't even thought of, yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, God, oh my God, I'm not on that team for that reason alone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the little things that different teams do their own thing and make it their own, and that's, it gives the teams the identity. And again, it's, you've played, you've worked hard for seven months, eight months of fundraising. Play hard. You know, not just the nights afterwards. Enjoy the weekend. It's, you know, it's not just turning up, putting your kit on, going on the ice. Enjoy the camaraderie. Make it as fun as you can, because, they're the memories that you'll take away from. I love that side of all stars, the the camaraderie, like, you know, everyone's got their own thing going. Everyone's got their own little team, like in jokes and banters. And, you know, you've always got the characters that stand out for people, you know, watching um, Baker use himself as a, as a curling stone into the center ice on top of the, the tray that they'd brought in. And he got Janu to, to push him through. And, 
you know you've got <laughs> you got the guys out for heroes like waxing each other and stuff and it's all good fun and i you know i really i really think again it's, it's another one of those you know enjoyable parts of the weekend where you know everyone's took it seriously for so long and like you say now it's time to to play hard and whatnot and uh we were saying when after you'd served us this weekend we were like as soon as you'd done it and you'd kind of like left us to our own devices we were at first i was like you know what i'm terrified what the fuck are these boys going to get me doing <laughs> But then, but then the second time we were like, you know what? Like we've bought into this All Stars thing, we've bought into doing the fundraising and and adding our own forfeits and stuff. So you know what? We're going to play along, and it's all part of fun, and it's and it's nuts, and it's 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 just All Stars, and there's no other way of really describing it. It's just All Stars. None of them I've ever done with malice. No, absolutely, and that's that's the main part. Dropping the colours on the floor. That's yeah, you deserve what you get for that. Was it a drop yeah, in the colours where we did Cardiff in 2019? It's the one I remember the most, where you met a guy walk around shirtless shouting shame at him like a Game of Thrones shame. Year. We did it this year. Did you do this year as well? I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. see. I didn't see. And, and it was the beer wedge. Ah. <laughs> Brilliant. And the best thing is you walk around and you get in the crowd game old. And sometimes you'll get the odd kid and they'll hear, and it's all said is shame. And they'll get involved. And then you're up, great, like that crowd participation. This year, adults were just like, sharing, sharing, sharing. Like, yes, come on, louder, louder. Um, and, you know, and you, you shake the kid's hand, and it's it's all done. And, it's you know, sometimes the newbies get caught out, and, and they're like, oh, what do we do? But it's, it's never done. And they, all the teams are the same. It's never done with malice. It's never done nasty. It's just, it's, it's part of, of yeah. being that, part of that team. You know, you look at the characters on each team, like I said, Ash, his ex ex services, and you kind of look at him and you go, "Oh, I'll be on my best behavior, but the nicest guy, you'll, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet." That that type of stuff. And each team has their own same thing. So, as long as it's done properly, and it is done properly every time, it's it's sometimes just hilarious. Yeah, and you know, I think Matt made a point of coming across to us afterwards, and after it all kind of you know simmered down and that, and he was like, "That's our way of saying, you know, line in sand." happy days like you know you're one of us kind of thing now and you know, I think, to be honest on on our side of stuff like that meant an absolute great deal like the fact that you guys kind of turned it into that you know we came into the weekend going you know what let's not mention it it is what it is let's not bring it up let's be quiet about it and as soon as we walked in you guys were like by the way this is a thing and we were like you know what yep let's play along and we loved it you know it's it's all part of the the all-stars weekend and it's all part of the fun and you know, I'd love, I'd love to see more teams kind of like getting involved in kind of stuff like that. You know, having even more fun with it and stuff. You know, I think a lot can be said for having that much fun as a team. You know, I mean, to kind of say it from a generic perspective, you know, the amount of transfer of information detail, as we may mention, I don't know all the questions you've got, mate, but things happen, and you know, we're dealing with humans, not robots. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, once kind of you, you kind of forgot about it. Um, well, myself in that respect, you kind of go, okay, you know what? And I think I said it on the Sunday or the Monday night. You know what? Watch it. By the end of the weekend, we're going to laugh about it. We're going to yeah, howl yeah. about it. And in fairness, by Saturday afternoon, it were so. For the record, by the way, that unicorn for fuck's sake, right? I did my little, like, quite a hefty swig, at least half the ball. And Matt shouts, <laughs> go again. And I'm like, I've done half the bottle. He's like, nope, go again. So I fucking finished it. And he's like, oh, you didn't yeah, leave yeah. any for Pete? <laughs> yeah, you left Pete with the, um, yeah, the strong stuff. Yeah, fair um, play. I did Pete a little bit dirty there, like, but still. <laughs> you did, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Like, he just gave a shit. He, and then I said to him afterwards, why did I have to do it? I thought I was really supposed to do a little bit. He was like, yeah, to be honest, I ain't got my glasses on. I can't see. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but, you know, you, you had punishment and you, you, you took Absolutely. the like a champ. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all part of it. But, yeah, but I think, worse, you know. There's worse things to have. I'm not going to lie. Oh, absolutely. But for, yeah, for, we were saying on the way down, like, and as I've said at the start of this, like, podcast, you know, All Stars for us is a, is is the, one of the big weekends for us. It's the weekend to let us air down, have some fun on a stall, and kind of just kind of breathe it in and take it in. So I can't recommend anyone that's listening to this post, anyone that's listening in live or whatever, I cannot recommend turning up and getting involved, not just turning up and watching the games, but speak to the charities, speak to the players, get involved with everything that you can because it is one of the most welcoming and fun weekends of UK hockey that you can possibly imagine. Um, absolutely, absolutely. In fairness, I'll, I'll say this about your guys. It's like, you know, we say it's a lot of organising and, and working that, but then, and that's from our perspective generically, but when we're dealing with yourselves and obviously yourself dealing with eight different captains, the amount of requests, the amount of last-minute things you've had, you know, the stuff that, through nature of, of, of the event, that you guys get the requests, et cetera, et cetera. It's not that, you know, we've had it over the years where it's like the last minute, oh, can we do this? Oh, can we change this? And it's like, your guys, as much as us, need to be able to enjoy it because, you know, we ask, I'll be honest, we ask a lot of your guys. It's not just a, can you order some shirts, some socks, some shorts, a few t shirts for the office? It's not as simple as that, and I hope people can appreciate it isn't as simple as that. So for your guys, it's as much the chance for you to enjoy it, for you to soak in the work that you guys do. You know, you said at the beginning, you know, looking the, the, the shirts, and I'm not gonna lie, the shirts this year were fantastic. They look great. Um, they fucking wanted and, to be after three years of waiting, though, didn't they? <laughs> oh no, we actually had a doubt. I think I think that was the buzz of everybody's like, no one cared. It was just getting back together, getting whichever band it were back together, having the time of your life after all this time waiting. But but your guys, you know, to see the product that you've made that with been multiple conversations, multiple messages, for you to be able to enjoy that is as important as us for, I mean, obviously Garrett's a captain who does an absolutely outstanding job as a committee member and as captain of um, Dreams Control, James Pepper on the committee, same thing as captain of T. Harvard. You guys need to obviously enjoy it as well because you've put a lot, you put a lot of time in um, to put this product out and for it to look as good as it did on the ice. It, it gives your guys a chance to go give yourselves that well and pat on the back and go job well done. Absolutely, I much, that's much appreciated definitely from our side. And uh, you know, it's, to be honest, it's with all with all respect. Apart from like those last few months where everything's kind of like coming together and captains giving us like orders and stuff. When you when you when you're talking design wise and stuff, let's be honest. Which hockey fans' dream is it to not? Uh, which hockey fans' dream isn't it to just sit and design fucking kit for a few weeks? You know, <laughs> like I have to be honest. I have one of the 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 most fun jobs in regards to all stars. I believe I get to sit there and think about how you guys are going to look and then put it together. Like that's one of the funniest jobs I can think of for a hockey fan. The messages you send, it's like, oh, I've got this idea. Or do you reckon to this? And you can tell it's kid at Christmas material. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Things, you, things you love to say, because, you know, again, we mentioned it a few times. It's If you don't enjoy what you're doing, whichever part you play, whichever part of the cog you are, 
there's no point. You have to have an enjoyment. And, you know, from yourself in terms of putting the shirts together and designs and everything. And then you can, I, I've seen, because obviously I, I see more of the messages and the other teams, the players won't do. But I see the enjoyment that you get out of it. And it's clear really? it's, it was daylight. And it's like, you know, and, and you know, we'll see what happens next year and, and going forward. Definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, I think that wraps us up quite nicely, really. We know we've been yabbering on for about an hour or so. Um, but yeah, I think, again, I'll reiterate, anyone who's not been to an All-Stars weekend or has only been for a little bit or whatever, get involved. You you will not regret it. It is one of the best weekends you'll have in UK ice hockey. Um, you know, whether you're just going to turn up and sit down in your seat and have some fun or whether you're going to get fully immersed in it. Either way, you'd be much more than appreciated to be there. Uh, whether you're going to buy merch, whether you're going to do whatever you're going to do, like, go and enjoy it. Uh, I don't believe it's been announced what the plans are for next year yet. Um, we the, are boys, the boys are having a well-earned break. So. We're still talking about it. We're still doing yeah. last-minute... Um, checks because obviously we're still getting monies coming in i, I can say that uh, this year's raised admittedly from 2020 to 2022 but this year's raised north of 135,000 pound absolutely um, phenomenal we'll not know uh for the next two to three weeks maybe more all the details of where we're going to be next year the final total um but like i say we're, we're having a um, I'll, I'll say one thing um not to drag this out too much, we normally ban two weeks before anybody mentioning the year after. And, and Gary, you can ask him. Anybody does that, you're normally told where to go in the strongest oh, sense possible. And it's like... Hubs tweeted us. He said, guys, why are you mentioning next year? You're going to get took to court again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and normally, and it's there's no filter. You can imagine the strongest word in, in the dictionary <laughs> or whatever. It said, this yeah. year already... Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. So, me and Garrett have had conversations about things to do next year. Me and Matt are already talking about things because obviously we are more aligned to the British Heart Foundation of things mm-hmm. to do already. And I'm absolutely adamant that other people have already had, you know, length conversations. What can we do better to make next year? Because next year, all being well, will be the year that the event hits the million pound mark. Road to one million. Um, and that's just as as bonkers as a thought. Never mind if if it happens. Um, All them years back, you and Hubs, one million pounds, mate. Yeah, you would imagine a phone call when he was in the bathtub, and we'd we'd potentially get to that million pound mark. It's unreal. It is unreal. Um, so conversation already having um happening, and I'll back what you say. Um, whether you register. Or you want to come down, whether it's at Cardiff, whether it's at Sheffield, whether it's wherever it will be, get involved. Um, you'll you'll just have the weekend of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll end it on that then, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. Whether you're on Spotify, whether you're in the live right now, it's much appreciated. By all means, share it. The link, share the link. Let everyone know what we're up to, and uh, we'll go from there. And thank you very much, David, for spending your Thursday evening with us and uh, just talking all things All Stars with us. No, thanks for having us. Spot on, guys. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next one.